I became a coach because I never wanted people to feel alone in their career transition. Welcome to the Coach Pony Podcast, where our goal is to help you learn the critical business skills that you need to succeed as a coach. And it all starts with learning how to get those paying clients. In season one of our podcast, join us as we interview six and seven figure coaches from different niches and delve into how they got that very first paying client. Today, we're going to peer into the world of career coaching with me, Christy Bims. Yes, that's right. Before I founded Coach Pony, I founded and still own and operate a career coaching business called The Revolutionary Club. Named a Forbes Top 100 for Careers and featured on sites ranging from Business Insider to Fast Company, I can honestly say I've learned a few things about coaching and business. My work at both the Revolutionary Club and Coach Pony has reached millions of people, and I've served literally thousands of paying clients. But my first journey to my very first paying client was a bit of a rocky one. So with that, let's get down to business. We start our story in 2012. I walked into the elevator behind another coach, desperately trying to soak up her wisdom. How much did you earn last year? I nervously asked her. She turned to me and said, "Mm, about 80 or $90,000. In that moment, I have to admit that I was jealous. That amount of money meant that she had plenty of paying clients. All I wanted at the time was one, but I had no idea how to find them. My story really starts months before I took payment from my first client. You see, I knew I wanted a global business like the one I have today, one with clients from all over the world doing programs that allowed me to leverage my time and serve more people. So before I quit my job as a consultant, I invested in my business learning and in my website so I could build towards the business that I really wanted to create. I was also upfront with the idea that I had no idea what I was doing, so I knew I needed the help. And then the day came and I finally quit my job. And I wish I could tell you that my first step to getting that first paying client was something awesome that makes me look super fabulous and smart. But the truth is that first step to getting my first paying client was actually one of deep panic. I stayed on my couch for an entire afternoon in the fetal position. I figured I needed to feel all of the fear all at once, and then maybe I'd be able to do something productive afterwards. And it worked. I was able to do something productive afterwards, though I'll be honest, the fear never fully went away. My next step is that I asked everyone in my network for event ideas, interesting events that I could attend that catered to my particular clients, women who wanted to find their passion. I chose events because I wanted to network and speak. Those were two things I was fairly comfortable with, and I wanted to market in areas in which I was comfortable. So I was looking for business owner events, events for women, events for work-related things. I also got on Twitter and started following some local tastemakers, and I noticed who they were following and kept my eye out for tweet-ups, meetups, and anything in the local paper or in Google in my area. It took some legwork, but I did find a number of events through research, my network, and sheer luck. I went to BNI events, women who work events, women who wine events, that's alcohol, not complaining, women in technology, women in heels, and random meetups, to name a few. I even started my own meetup for professional women because I was that committed. 
The next step was I started to get my designer to make me some business cards, dust off my suit and get it ready for wearing because I was in Washington, D.C. at the time and networking required suit wearing and professional attire. While doing that, I also worked on building out my first ever coaching package. This particular package was 10 one-on-one private 50-minute coaching sessions, initially priced at $2,000, but I raised the price almost immediately to $2,500. It was a package around helping professional women find work that they love. Remember, my focus over at the Revolutionary Club was smart women who wanted to find their passion. Then my next step was to go to some of these events. And at each event, I not only talked to anyone who looked friendly, because I was open to talking to anyone, but I also made it a point to talk directly to the organizers. And the reason is this. If it made sense and I was able to befriend the organizers and my particular career talks would make sense for their group, I offered to speak at their next event. Because a lot of the groups that I found met monthly, and many of them had speakers at almost every event, so they needed new people to come in and give talks. If it didn't make sense for the group for me to speak with them because my talk didn't really align with what they did, I asked the organizers about other events and made mental notes if anything sounded interesting, uh, an event where I could learn or a place where I might get to connect with potential clients. Many organizers, when they heard my pitch, said, um, no thanks. But more of them than you might think did say yes. And while I was not invited to speak solo very often in the beginning, I did get to sit on panels and say a few words at many of their events. So I went home and to prepare, I not only practiced my speech, I practiced saying my pricing out loud and talking about my coaching package and why it was useful for my particular clients. So I got really comfortable with having that part of the conversation. Then it was time to actually speak. So for each event where I was a speaker, I proactively provided a biography with a flattering image. And by the way, the flattering image involved me and my older sister out in a field using her very nice camera for about 20 minutes. She took several hundred photos of me, and of those several hundred, only about two of them turned out to be even remotely reasonable because I personally photograph like I just got out of the asylum most of the time. But there were two, so I grabbed one of them and used it for my bio photo. My biography also had an active link to my website. I did this because I knew that organizers would email their people with a speakers list ahead of time to promote the events, so at least people might be attracted to my website and learn a little bit about me before they attended or even if they didn't attend. I also set up my PayPal account around this time, so I'd have a way of taking payment from people online without having to deal with checks or regular invoicing. The next thing I did was I showed up with plenty of business cards. My business cards are actually the size of postcards. Seems weird to say that now in these times of LinkedIn and social media where we don't need business cards, but hey, this was a long time ago. And my business cards were large because they had a lot of information about my business and because I thought large business cards would really help me stand out. Each business card contained an offer for my introductory coaching package. It was one hour of coaching. It cost $97, and I figured I could stand out and maybe even sell some coaching at the same time. When I was allowed to, I put cards at every seat or on every table so people attending would have a reference of who I was, and I'd be able to stay with them when they left. And then, of course, the next step was to give my speech. I tried to be charming, knowledgeable, and empathetic, and I'm sure I failed. It, some of it and potentially all of it, but it was progress, so I didn't judge myself too harshly. 
Mostly, I focused on two things with every talk that I gave. The first thing was really lasering in on what is the big thing this particular group is struggling with that's in my wheelhouse as a career coach. And two, what is one big insight I can share that can help everyone in the audience immediately? The next step, of course, was at the end of my talk, I invited people to work with me, referencing my special offer on my business cards. So they already had that offer in writing in front of them. And of course, I was hoping that someone would like my talk, like my offer, and sign up and take a chance on me. So I would go home after every event and check email obsessively. I hit refresh about a thousand times because my email, of course, was on all of my business cards. So right after my second speaking engagement, I got an email from a prospective client. She said she hadn't attended the event, but she had seen my bio online and in the email the group organizer sent out. She wanted to talk about career coaching and finding her passion, and my inner monologue was like a five-year-old girl jumping up and down and screaming. The next step, of course, was to set up a call with her. I was so nervous. I didn't have any paying clients yet. I was only six, seven weeks into my business full-time, and while I knew I had good coaching skills, I was so new at selling them that I honestly wanted to breathe into a paper bag. I can remember sitting at my dining room table, curled over, practically in a fetal position, talking to her on the phone because I was just that nervous and my body was so uncomfortable. That was how I was expressing it. But I was so lucky. As we chatted, I realized she was someone who was very clear on her own mind and was extremely decisive as her personality type. She knew what she wanted and she was very comfortable with the idea of coaching already. She actually didn't ask me very much at all about my experience because seeing me on the speakers list of the group she knew and knew well made me a known and trusted commodity. She asked my price. I walked her through my coaching system and why I thought I could help her specifically. And she said, dun, 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 yes. No surprise, of course, given where this story is. I can't honestly remember what I said in response or what I said as we closed out the call because I think I blacked out from surprise and excitement. But I do remember hanging up and then dancing around my apartment for a few minutes because I was so excited. I had crossed the Rubicon of being someone who says they're a coach but doesn't have any paying clients to someone who is a coach with paying clients. And that is huge. I will admit that after I danced around, I sat down on my couch And I was immediately terrified because this was my first paying client. I had to get it right. So if this is an emotion you're worried about or you felt, I want to say that I understand. I think your first big paying client is always a little bit terrifying. And so what I did to prepare and how I got ready is a story for another day. And we'll revisit that in a future episode of the Coach Pony Podcast. Now, one thing I love to do is to ask other coaches super nosy questions. It's honestly one of my favorite things. You'll hear me do that to every guest in a future episodes this season, but I did not think it was fair for me to escape. So I'd love to, in a moment, introduce the very first lightning round of the Coach Pony podcast full of nosy questions, and it'll also feature a special unexpected guest. So stick around. Need help finding that first client? No problem. Come on over to coachpony.com and grab our free 26-page guide all about how to build a business that actually makes you money versus one that's just two free clients and a sad blog. It's yours in seconds over at coachpony.com. 
Okay, so the lightning round is my chance to ask nosy questions to other coaches. And here today to ask me nosy questions for the first time on tape ever is my husband, Suhab. He's pretty cute, so I'll try to keep it fun. Say hello, Suhab. Hello, Suhab. <laughs> Before we begin, I have to stop and say the lightning round is a lightning round of chocolatey goodness, of sweet information to help you in your business. So we always like to be sponsored by something chocolate because chocolate is medicinal. And today we are sponsored by the chocolate-covered almonds I found in our kitchen, which is what I've had for breakfast, lunch, and a recent snack. Dark chocolate, almonds, healthy, right? What's not to love? They taste like... Oh, joy. And so with that, let's go ahead and begin the lightning round. What was the most expensive thing you spent money on recently in your business? Probably Google ads. What is the best thing you spent money on recently in your business? I just bought a really fun copywriting course on storytelling, which I love. Name one thing you feel like you wasted money on in your business. So many things, um, probably website development that did not work and then having to pay more for new website development to fix the old website development. What's your favorite dessert? I love chocolate cake. What's your favorite book in your niche? Essentialism by Greg McEwen. It is a book for every niche. What is the last book you read could be anything? The Murder of Roger Ackroyd by Agatha Christie. What takes the most time out of your work day? Probably email, but I wish I had a better answer. Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Dark chocolate. Dark chocolate always. White chocolate, delicious, or abomination? Total abomination. <laughs> it's the worst. All right. Thank you, Suhab, for joining us on the first ever lightning round. Say goodbye, Suhab. Goodbye, Suhab. So I'd like to end this podcast on a happy note. All of those years ago, when I walked into the elevator behind that coach, I didn't know that I would get one paying client. But here I am today with thousands and thousands of them. I share this not to brag because that is really gross. I share it only to remind you that I am absolutely not special. So if I can do it, then you can do this too. Just please get the business training that you need so that you can land the clients you want and richly deserve. And if you need help getting that first client or just getting your business going in a way that supports you, come on over to coachpony.com and grab our free 26 page guide on how to land your first client and build a business where you actually make money. We'll show you in simple steps exactly what to do so that you have a happy bank account and more importantly, happy clients. Join us at coachpony.com. And of course, don't forget to hit subscribe to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. And we'll see you next time.